Also, we're continuing in today in Mesechas Demai, Parak Beis, Mishnayis Aleph through Beis, chapter 2, Mishnayis 1 through 2. So the Mishnah says as follows, Parak Mishnah Aleph, first Mishnah, Now remember again, just a bit of background. We learned beforehand that Halacha Lamaisa, the laws of Demai, only apply to produce grown in Eretz Yisrael. And so if you, if, let's say you purchase produce from an Amma Aretz, from a person who is ignorant of halacha outside of Eretz Yisrael, then obviously, again, there is no halacha of demai. The exception to this rule, the Mishnah explains, is that halacha lamaisa, if you buy certain types of produce that you know are specific and unique to Eretz Yisrael. So if you purchase that produce even outside of the land of Israel, one must assume that that produce originated in Eretz Yisrael and therefore would be subject to the laws of Demai. So the Mishnah gives a list of these items where even if you purchase them outside of Eretz Yisrael, you must assume that they originated in Eretz Yisrael and therefore are subject to Demai. What are some examples of this? Dvela, a cake of pressed figs, Tamarim, dates, Charuvim, Caribs. Now, interesting, the Bartunura says the type of Haruvim Caribs of Hashem is Sharem Vinoim, straight, straight and superior quality Caribs. Orez is rice, and again, the Bartunura says Shulavon Bioser, very white rice, and Kamon, Kamon is cumin. Common as cumin. So again, these types of... Now, obviously, you could find these items outside of Eretz Yisrael as well. They're talking about a much higher quality of each of these items, comes, which normally comes from Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, even if you purchase it outside of Eretz Yisrael, ultimately it is subject to the halachos of Demai. If you go ahead and you purchase rice that is grown outside of Eretz Yisrael, kol hamishtamit mimenu potter. Ultimately, again, interestingly enough, if you go ahead and you use it in Eretz Yisrael, right? Nevertheless, it's going to be potter from Demai. Now, what the Mishnah is essentially saying is like this. Rice of Chutzla Aretz, of outside of Israel, and rice of Eretz Yisrael look fundamentally different. So you would be able to tell just by what the rice looks like that Halacha Lamaisa, where everything originates from. And therefore, again, if it's rice of Chutzla Aretz, no issue of Demai. If it's rice of Eretz Yisrael, then ultimately it is subject to the halachos of Demai. Incredible. Mishnah base. This is an actually interesting idea. The Mishnah says as follows, Hamakabel alav lihios ne'eman. So let's say you have a situation where a person wants to be a ne'eman. Who doesn't want to be a ne'eman, right? I want to be a trustworthy individual. Now, for our purposes here, what that means is as follows. I want to be the kind of person where when people go ahead and purchase produce from me, they know that it has been properly tithed and properly remedied, properly rectified, so that it doesn't fall under, there's no issue of demai. So what does a person have to do in order to be able to earn the title or earn the designation of a ne'eman? So first of all, you have to go ahead and take upon yourself to take, maestro, to tithe anything that you eat. Now, by the way, that includes demai. In other words, even if you go out and you purchase demai, you take upon yourself to tithe anything and everything that you're going to eat. And you take upon yourself to go ahead and tithe anything that you are going to sell. And when you purchase produce from an Amaret, you take upon yourself to go ahead and, and tithe that, even though your intention is to go ahead and resell it. So again, the Mishnah over here is speaking about the idea that halacha lemaisa. Now, here's what's interesting. You see, the, the backdrop to this is as follows. 
that essentially, once Chazal legislated about Demai, so you have to choose. So we originally we said that it's the produce of an Amo Aretz, of someone who is ignorant that is subject to the Halachos of Demai. But the truth is, what effectively happens is everyone, except for a Talmud Chacham, someone who is known to be a Torah scholar, diligent, diligent and vigilant in his, in his knowledge and execution of Halacha, Anyone other than that is considered to be an Amaharez and therefore produce has to be retired. So the idea that Mishnah is saying is, let's say I want to establish myself as someone who is trustworthy to take Trumas and Maestras. What are the steps I have to do? So number one, you have to tithe everything that you eat, right? Even if you purchase Demai. Number two, anything you sell, you have to go ahead and tithe. Number two, number three, anything you purchase, you have to go ahead and tithe. Furthermore, the Mishnah goes on. The Mishnah goes on and says, um, And you take upon yourself to never be the guest of an ignorant person, to eat and drink in the home of an ignorant person. Now again, the idea behind that is because an ignorant person, the assumption is, serves untithed produce. So if a person is trying to go ahead and establish himself as a Naaman, someone who is trustworthy, he has to be careful who he keeps company with, and he has to be careful whose home he eats at. Amrulo, uh, I'm sorry, Rabbi Huda Omer, Av HaMisarech Eitzel Amaharez Naaman. Rabbi Huda disagrees. And Rabbi Huda says, even if a person goes ahead and is a guest at the home of an Amo Aretz, right? He is still Naaman. He is still believed ultimately to go ahead and tithe his own produce. Still believed to tithe his own produce. So interestingly enough, so this is really fascinating that the idea is, the idea is Rabbi Huda holds that sometimes a person has a relationship with an Amo Aretz and therefore it's difficult for him to disentangle himself from that relationship. It's a relationship issue. It's not reflective as to the personalistic state in which the person is holding. So Rabbi Huda says, even if a person is a guest at the home of an Amo Aretz and eats and drinks in the home of an Amo Aretz, that's how he is with his friends. But it could be that he conducts himself in his own home in a different way. So the Gemara says, Amru lo, so the Chacham say, come on, you can't do that. At the end of the day, if this guy is eating in the home of an Amar Aretz, which means he's eating Dmai, he's eating Dmai, then if, if that's what he's consuming himself, then ultimately, again, how could he possibly have any level of credibility for the produce that he passes on to others? Which, of course, is a, is a profound argument. And indeed, how he that at the end of the day, if my personal standard, if, my, if, if the standard I keep for myself in my personal life is a lower standard, so I can't believe, I can't be, I can't be believed that I'm going ahead and therefore keeping to a higher standard regarding everyone else. Whatever standard you keep for yourself, that's the assumption is the standard that you use when dealing with others. So as Rabbi Huda says, that even if the, even if the guy goes ahead and eats at the home of an Amo Aretz, we could assume that's just because he has a certain relationship challenge with this Amo Aretz. But Lamais in the rest of his life, he keeps the proper standards. The Chacham say no. If he's consuming Demai, he's eating at the home of an Amo Aretz, then at the end of the day, you cannot assume he keeps any higher standard in his personal life and certainly not in the produce that he passes on to others. Okay, Shkayach Rebbe, we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up a message tomorrow with Mishnah, Yaskimol and Dalad. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.